Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. Psalm 37, do not fret. Saints of God, when we look at this particular passage of scripture, this is a psalm of David. The great King David, amen, whom the people said that Saul slayed his thousands, but David his ten thousands. It is the same David who found himself as a servant to the leader, to the King Saul, on the run because Saul wanted to take his life. The same King David who loved Saul and wanted Saul to be comforted and he played his heart to comfort his spirit. That same David was on the run for years running from King Saul who wanted to kill him. It is the same David, a man who found himself in a Philistine camp foaming at the mouth, playing like he was crazy because he was on the run. It is the same David that found himself in a cave with a bunch of other of his servants who were all uh, filled with malady and, and, and discouragement. And he found himself in the cave himself wondering what the end was going to be. It is this David that writes the psalm that we have before us. And the psalm starts with a command. And that command is not to fret. But not to fret for just any reason. But not to fret because of evildoers. Now when you leave this command on the page, it's rather vanilla, if you will. But when you allow this scripture to come off the page and to come in to the lives that we live today, amen, we realize that there are times when this is not easy to do. Matter of fact, it's not easy to do in our current time where we are continually seeing our black men and black women, amen, killed with impunity. Uh, those are evildoers, amen. And, and, and this is where God is saying for us not to fret. So then you say, how can we not fret when we have so much injustice in this world? Amen. Uh, uh, wives are losing their husbands and husbands are losing their wives. Boyfriends are losing their girlfriends and girlfriends are losing their boyfriends. The senseless acts of uh, murder. Uh, we, we live in a world where uh, those who would love to uh, put us back on the slave plantation, amen, are getting away with, seems like, anything and everything they're big and bad enough to do. Amen. We, we find ourselves talking about that group in Oregon, man, that had all of those guns. And instead of the military coming in and taking all of that and allowing them to set up camp, they just go in and have a little talk with them and then go away. 
But you know if that was us, amen, with all of that, they would have brought in the Navy and the Army and everybody else and blew us the smithereens. How, how can you not fret when you have this kind of racial injustice in our world? What the scriptures are saying to us that we ought not be envious of the workers of iniquity. I, I don't know about you today, but this is not easy. The text is saying that uh, after these evildoers are doing whatever they're big and bad enough to do, that we ought not also be envious of the workers of iniquity. Well, this idea is the idea of when you're looking at those that seem to do everything they want to do outside of the law and are being rewarded for it. They're living in the fancy houses in the gated communities and they're driving the Range Rovers and they're, they're driving the Long Benzes and they're driving the Bentleys and Rolls Royces and they've got money galore and power and prestige and comfort even though they're mistreating others on a daily basis. She's saying don't envy them though. Don't look at where they are and then start to say I hate it that they have what they have. Because the reality is that it's just for a little while. I, I want to tell you today and contend with the fact that hell is longer than earth. The Bible says that there's coming a day when the earth shall be burnt up. But then there's also coming a day when, when everything that will be cast into the lake of fire and brimstone will be an everlasting fire. So the reality is, is that a lot of folks are living in uh, a masquerade. They are living in a world that's only temporary. Some folks think that they are going to get away with what they're getting away with forever, but God has not missed any of this. And the Bible says, vengeance is the Lord's. So he's saying for us not to fret. I mean, we're going to be saddened. Of course we are. We're going to be hurt by these injustices. But he's saying, I've got a plan. And my plan is better than any plan that you and I could have. God has a better plan for those who are being unjust, those who are killing with impurity. He has a plan. So we look at the text and we find that we ought not be envious of those who have more materialistic level things than we do based on their mistreatment of others as well. Because all of that's going to burn up in the fire. But when we look at the text, it says, for they soon shall be cut down like the grass. Well, I don't know about you, but my grass gets cut on a weekly basis. So that grass that grows up this week is cut down next week. It ain't long, the Lord says. He said, even though it may look like a long time to us, it's hardly any time at all with the Lord. So while those who feel like they're getting away with something today, their time will soon be over. But the thing that makes it difficult for us is that soon in our eyes is not the same soon as it is in the eyes of God. Soon for us will be right now. 
by the time I get through saying the word soon, that it'd be over. But the Lord's soon is not like our soon. Remember that a day is to a thousand years as a thousand years is to a day with the Lord. See, the Lord sees everything all at once. But it still will be soon. It'll be soon enough because this life is still short. And hell is still an eternity. And so when you think about taking whatever time this life has and putting it upside eternity, then this time is still a very short time. So the Lord is saying, don't get your blood pressure up. Don't, don't, don't stress yourself out. Amen. He's saying, because I got this. He says, but I want you to focus on some different things. And let's see what the Lord has to say. He says in the text, before we go to the transition, he says, and they shall wither as the green herb. If they don't go down tomorrow like the grass is being cut on a weekly basis, they're still going to wither after the season is over. The herb does not grow always, but winter does come. Fall does come. There's a time in which the herb withers. He's saying they still have a season at which recompense will come. There's still a season when God will exact retribution. He will avenge those who have been mistreated. They shall wither like the herbs. But the Lord says to us, he says, but while you have your time, I want you to focus on a different subject. In the text, verse 3, it says, he wants us to trust in the Lord. He wants us to spend our time learning how to trust him and not to try to do everything on our own. Really, the world is set up in such a way that there are things that are out of our control in the first place. And all we do when we try to get in there and work it out is we mess it up. So the Lord is saying to us, now trust in me. And then he gives us a commandment to do good. Don't be looking over there at the folks that are doing bad, amen, and watching what they're doing and becoming envious of how they seem to prosper. But he says, make your focus on doing good. While they're cutting folks down and, and making life hard, we ought to be lifting folks up and making life better. We ought to continue in ministry, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, giving food to the hungry, giving water to the thirsty, helping those who have no shelter find shelter out of the storm. We ought to be those who go into the nursing homes and the hospitals, saying an encouraging word and praying with those who are sick. He says, do good. And so when we're doing good, we don't have time to be envious of what bad folk are doing and how they seem to be prospering. Because while they're building their treasures on earth, we're building our treasures in heaven. And I'm here today to remind us once again that treasures on earth is only for a little while. The Bible says, do not build your treasures on earth where moss and rust does destroy and thieves come in, break in and steal. But put your, build your treasures in heaven where there are no moth, there is no rust and there are no thieves to come in and steal. 
Because what's the problem here on earth is that those who are deceitful and are wicked are being deceived themselves into believing that they're going to live forever. They're believing that this life is this life and that's it. But the reality is there is a life to come. But it is you and I that God continues to remind that this life is still short and that there's coming a new life that's an everlasting life that doesn't have thieves, it doesn't have murderers, it doesn't have liars. They will all be cast in the lake of fire and brimstone. But he says, you focus on doing good. You focus on helping somebody. You focus on raising your kids in the admonition of the Lord. You focus on helping those who are in need. And your time will be spent, amen. Before long, it will be time for us to go see the master. But we have not spent any time stressing ourselves out or fretting over what evil folk are doing because we've been too busy doing good. When you look at the text, he said, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. I, I don't know about you, but uh, when I look over my life, there are things that I own today, amen. There are, there are places that I dwell that I would have never imagined that I would dwell in when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I lived in the country on the backside of Texarkana, Texas. I, I lived in a one bedroom house that was on cinder blocks. Amen. I, I lived in a place where there was woods on one side and there was woods on the other. And uh, no garages. Uh, there were in the neighborhood, amen, we had some running water, but the neighbor down the street did not. The neighbor down the street still had an outhouse. I, I lived out in the country, y'all. And I lived in a place where we didn't have much money. We, we didn't have fancy jobs and, how, and offices and all of those kind of things. But look how the Lord has, has blessed. And now I live in the suburbs in Olathe, amen. I live in a place, amen, where I've got multiple garages and multiple cars. Amen. Sometimes we didn't even have a car. Amen. Sometimes we only had a piece of the car when I was growing up. But God has been faithful even in the midst of all the evil in this world. He is still blessing us. And I bet you any of y'all can look over your lives and look back on where you started and look where you are and you can see the faithfulness of the Lord in giving us great places to dwell. We can now eat where we want to. We can drive what we want to. I mean, life has gotten much better for us in some ways. So in one way, amen, we still have challenges. But in the midst of those challenges, we are seeing God bless us. One, two, three, fourfold. Amen. So the Lord says, focus on the good things. And don't focus so much on the bad acknowledge the bad things pray about the bad things but do good to eradicate the bad things you're not going to get rid of evil by doing evil you get rid of evil by doing good so that's why the Lord says to us trust in the Lord and do good think upon those good things that God has done for us 
so that we have hearts of gratefulness that catapult us in doing greater good for somebody else. It is out of a heart of gratefulness that causes us to go forward and do the good things that God has for us to do because we are thankful for what God has done for us and we want to share that with somebody else. And so the text says, delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. David, being a man who was in exile, a man who was running from King Saul, a man who knew what it was like to be in desolate places. This man, even though he was going through all that, he was still able to say, delight yourself in the Lord. And you know, there's something about being with King Jesus. That there's no jail, there's no uh, 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 place of, of, of rough climate that can keep you from celebrating the goodness of the Lord. It does not matter where you are in society, your socioeconomic level, your race, your creed, your color, none of them things can separate you from the love of Almighty God. You can delight yourself in the Lord when you're sick, and you can delight yourself in the Lord when you're well. You can delight yourself in the Lord when you got some money, and you can delight yourself in the Lord when you're broke. Paul says, I've learned how to be abased and also to abound. And whatever state I'm in, I am content because he knew the Lord. And that ought to be you and I's story. That anybody who sees us and they see our situation when we're struggling in the difficulties of life, but yet they still see a joy that is foreign to them. It is that joy that the world didn't give and the world can't take away. It is that joy that they need to see to be able to say, how can you have joy in the midst of all that you're going through? And you can tell them because I delight myself in the Lord. The one who hung and bled and died for me one Friday evening and was buried and rose on the third day morning with all power in his hand. And that same Jesus that got up one of these days is coming for me. And he's going to take me to a place where there's no more suffering and no more pain. No more disease and no more distress. It'll all be over. That's why I can delight myself in the Lord. Because he's gave me a destiny that no man can take away. And so when you look at your text, you see, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. You, you can't lose with the stuff God gives you to use. If you delight yourself in the Lord, you will delight yourself in his word. If you delight yourself in his word, you will obey his word. When you obey his word, you will obey his will. And when you obey his will, whatever your heart desires will be in the will of the Lord and he will give to you. So you find yourself in a place where that you've got the upper hand on everybody. Because now God is in line with you and your very desires are that which God will give to you. But the reason why we don't get some of the things that we ask for is because we ask amiss. We ask out of the will of God. But we have to get the order straight first. 
We first have got to delight ourselves in the Lord, which ends up being delighting ourselves in the law, which means the means we're going to obey his word. And then out of a heart of obedience comes the desires of our heart, which is in line with his will. And now you're in the place. But if you're not obeying his law, you're not delighting yourself in the Lord, and then you're asking of the Lord, you will most likely ask amiss. You will most likely ask for that which is not good for you, it may be good to you, amen. But the Lord is not concerned about what satisfies our flesh, but what upholds our spirit. Oh, y'all follow me today? So the text here is saying, make sure your focus is right. And when you get your focus right, and you start acting on that focus, you won't fret. Because you will not spend your days being envious of what some evildoer is getting and you are upset because you are not at the same materialistic level that they are. Because it's only material. It's only things of this world which are temporal anyway. They are going to burn up in the fire. One of these days all of the Rolls Royces and Bentleys all of the big houses in the hills, all of the fancy uh, 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 investment agents and hedge funds and all of this stuff is going to be burned up in the fire. The wealth of this world will be burned up because the Lord said so. But we don't want wealth that is temporary. We want wealth that's eternal. So we find ourselves gathering our wealth by doing what the Lord has commanded us to do. Every time we find a little boy or a little girl in need and we supply that need, we're building up timber in glory. Every time that we minister to a woman or a man who can't find their way, they're lost in sin and they don't see a way out. When we are there to give them a word of encouragement and direction, amen, to be able to lead them out of their dark place, we're building up timber in heaven. And I want you to know that the timber that you build there will never be burned up. In that place that you will have a joy that is forevermore. It is in that place where Jesus talks about the many mansions. It is in that place where we enter the courts with thanksgiving. It's in that place that we are in that place with praise. It's in that place, not in this place, where we receive all that God has for us. But we must always stay focused. We must stay focused on doing good. Because never forget that it is good that eradicates evil and not evil that eradicates evil. Jesus says in his word, he says through the apostle Paul, he says, do not recompense evil with evil, but evil with good. So keep doing good. And keep trusting in the Lord, even though the world seems like it's going out of control. Don't get caught up in all of the, the muck and mire and all of the distractions that'll keep you from doing God's will. Don't get disturbed when it seems like that the numbers of folks who desire to do God's will are falling off. Because God said to strive to get into the narrow gate. Amen. It is not a gate to go into for a lot of folks. There are going to be many who are trying to get in, Sister Louse, but they ain't going to find it. So don't get discouraged by that. That's just how it ought to be. God said that he would have a remnant. 
And he would say that out of that remnant that he would bring about blessing to the whole world. So today, I ask the question of you. Are you part of that remnant? Are you part of that remnant that want to do good for the Lord and make a difference in this world? Are you part of that remnant that wants to go out and lift up bowed down heads and, and take food to those who are hungry and take water to those who are thirsty and most of all take the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who are perishing? It is that question that every day that we see the light of day, we ought to be asking. Are we part of that remnant? And if we can say yes to that question, we are in good place. Then we can continue to operate according to that and do good. So that we do not fret because of evildoers. And that we do not be envious of those workers of iniquity. Because soon they shall be cut down like the grass. And they shall wither like the herbs. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. Amen. Amen, saints of God. So at this time, we open the doors of the church. Amen. Amen. We are never taking for granted that everyone is always saved. So we always want to make sure that the door is open. Amen. That anyone who does not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the pardon of their sins, that this is the time to come to get to know him, to open the door and let him come in and sup with you. Jesus said that he would come in and he would make his home inside of you. Amen. But you got to open the door and let him in. Let him into those deep recesses of your soul and let him clean you up and turn you around and place your feet on solid ground. Amen. Come unto Jesus while you have time. Oh, come. listening family. I want to once again thank you for listening to this podcast. 
And if you would be so kind, on whatever platform you listen to wisdom from the Word of God, I ask that you give it a review. And when you give it a review, also give some specifics as it relates to why you enjoy this podcast. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whether it's Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio, whether it's Spotify or Anchor FM, whether it's Player FM, whether it's CastBox or Breaker, or any of the many platforms where you can hear this podcast. It would help us so much so that more can discover this podcast through seeing your comments and reviews and ratings, and hopefully this will give us more visibility and more distribution to reach more with the message of Jesus Christ. And once again, I am so thankful that you have taken out the time to listen to this podcast, and for your continued support, I will be forever grateful. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer.